up, everyone? Welcome to Geeks from the Multiverse Podcast. I'm Matt. With me is John. Hey, everybody. Before we begin, I just quickly want to thank you guys for listening and following us. This is truly an amazing experience, and we are honored that you guys are with us. Hey, guys. I'm I'm like truly honored and excited to be joining you know Matt in this podcast today, and we're excited to have you guys you know listen to us talk about uh, today's episode, actually, which is going to be video game adaptations that are failures so with that being said with you know why do these movies truly suck and I, i'm gonna say it like that because it's honestly one of those issues that when we look at movies you know we want them to be great but these ones in particular that matter and i are going to be talking about are ones that really just don't do the job i mean honestly the directors don't really make it worth our whiles when you're watching it. But anyways, each episode we'll be covering our main topics and of course different topics that relate to geek culture since there are many articles and controversies, believe it or not, about this. And then with today's episode, kind of like I just talked about, you know, we're really just going to talk about the interests and passions we love and share with our thoughts on these, uh, again, these movies. And again, we actually encourage you guys to, you know, let other fellow geeks out there to reach out to us, uh, you know, and since we're all looking for things to talk about and, you know, again, your opinion matters, especially to us, right? And so don't believe us, give us a shout out, you know, we'll respond and even consider using your idea in a future episode. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. All right. So John, I'm sure you've heard of the comedian Jeff Oxworthy. Absolutely. So he has this uh, segment that he usually does, which is, you know, you might be a redneck, right? Right. No, I've heard of it. So on the show, we've come up with, you might be a geek. Sort of the same thing, but we've turned geek culture into this gag. Okay. Now, I'm actually quite here, you know, interested to see what you came up with, Matt, because I have a couple of my own, too. All right. So my first one. If you've ever played a role-playing game beyond the age of 15, or you think wow means anything other than an expression of surprise or disbelief, you might be a geek. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even even thinking about <laughs> wow as itself, I mean, so many millions of players play that all the time. I mean, I remember even in a, a quick ad was from, like, Mr. T. Like, he was, like, introducing yeah. a character and whatnot. I thought it was, you know, kind of a neat experience. I never played it. But, you know, I could agree that if you think that, then, again, you definitely are a geek. So, I will say one of mine real quick. So, one is you get offended when someone calls you a nerd, and then you use pop culture references to explain differences so they may, or sorry, they never make the same mistake twice. You might be a geek. Yeah, I've definitely never done that. <laughs> Oh, is that right? You've never I, used pop culture? You, you know, I think I'm just at a point where I don't care anymore. You know, I think being over 40, I just, yeah, I'm a nerd, whatever. You know? Wait, Matt, are you explaining people your age? I said over 40. I mean, that's true. You didn't say exactly your age because <laughs> I could have went there, but we're not going to go into that. But, um, you know, I, I think I have a couple times, especially when, you know, when, when talking about Marvel, I mean, I've always tried to you know, explain certain things, and then people would be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, 
well, I guess clearly you're not a you're not a geek. It's really when those eyes get glazed over, then you you know. I'm just gonna shut up now. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit in the corner. <laughs> I'm not even gonna worry about it at this point. All right. So my second one. If you've ever waited in line at the Apple Store, you might be a geek. I could definitely attest that I have never done that because I do not own an Apple phone. I used to own, of course, like the Shuffle and the first iPod Classic and, you know, a Nano and things like that. But never have I ever waited in a store to get like the newest iPhone because I honestly, no offense, and I know you have an iPhone. <laughs> uh, I don't like them. I, they're just too simple for me. And I know I, I would rather have that same song, but again. You do you. So the the funny thing is, I've waited in line at the Apple Store, but I've never bought anything at the Apple Store. Oh, so you were just waiting there and being like, oh, I'm going to see what's new. And then you're looking around and you're like, yeah, no, never I, mind. I've always been either picking something up for somebody else because they've purchased something and I'm picking it up. Or, yeah. you know, someone in my family needed something repaired. Okay. So... Which would make sense. I mean, especially during COVID, because the Apple Store during COVID, probably even now, you can't just walk into the store. You had to wait outside until you're you were actually called. Yeah, I felt like what was it like an almost like an hour wait, right, or longer, because that's how long these people would yeah. wait in line for. It was a long time. All right. So my last one, we'll we'll see if Matt, uh, you know, agrees with me on this. Have you ever stood up for your favorite video game series or comic book character, even though they may not be popular or doing well in sales? You might be a geek. You know, I can say that I have, you know, especially talking about like, you know, Captain America or, you know, talking about, you know, even just the Avengers itself. I mean, people, you know, in my opinion, you know, people will say, oh, I, I love Iron Man versus, you know, Cap because Cap's gone now. And I'm like. Okay, well, Iron Man's dead too, so <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you want me to say here? But, you know, I, I definitely, you know, have defended my, you know, my series of like video games or even like comic book characters because all the time, you know, I just think people are just, you know, so defensive on certain things. And I'm just like, you know what, I, you do you, do you bud, and I'm going to do me. Either way, we're all geeks. I don't think it matters. I've definitely done this, and I've defended the Hulk on many occasions, especially with the the constant changing in the MCU with Smart Hulk or Professor Hulk, and then you have Ed Norton version, Eric Bana version. Yeah, they've that... never portrayed the Hulk exactly to the comic book version of the Hulk, and that's I would always dispute the fact that. The Hulk you see in the MCU is not the comic book version of the Hulk at all. Uh, honestly, like if you take Eric Bana's like version, you know, and had like you know, the more angrier he got, you know, the taller he could get, and the more, you know, strength he would he would have, right? If you took that, and then like had Mark Ruffalo's version, right? I would pretty much just say Edward Norton's version is like not accurate at all. It's just it right. looks stupid in my opinion. But but you take Eric Bana and you take Mark Ruffalo, you put those two together, and then like maybe occasionally he would go into the Professor kind of Hulk. You know, I think that would have been a, a much relatable experience, especially with the comic books and the movies, and I think it would have been more enjoyable, especially in the MCU. But you know, 
Don't worry, guys. We'll be, we'll be talking about more <laughs> about this later. But yeah, uh, well, Matt, you know, since we're uh, you know we're good here, I figured let's dive into our top. You know, what is it? Three? Are we are we saying three? Like you know, video game adaptation failures, right? Yeah, I believe we did narrow it down to three. I mean, there are there are more than three. Oh no, I agree. There's definitely more. And than they're three. they're all equally as terrible. Yeah, and I know we have our <laughs> our differences on you know what my top three are versus your top three. So I'm looking. I know at to least this. one. Oh, I know you know at least one. <laughs> the other ones, I know he might agree on. I don't know. We'll find out. But you know, go ahead, man. You tell me what your first one is. So my first one is actually a combination of all of the movies kind of in this series. Okay. So what is Because the... it's not just one movie in the series. It's really just all of them get equally terrible as each one came out. So what's the series? Resident Evil. Okay. So I could agree that, um, you know, I, I haven't been much of a Resident Evil fan, but yeah, I could only imagine how these movies are really going to, you know do well or do not, you know, when it comes to, like, movie sales and whatnot, because honestly, when you start taking a series and then, like, doing whatever you want with it, I feel like that's where a lot of the directors will be like, all right, here, guys, here's a bunch of characters we don't know, we're just going to put them all in and figure it out as we go. Yeah, so when the first movie came out, like, the intentions were really good at the start, and then as the sequel started coming out, and they did start coming out, churning them out like almost every year. They came out. But, but so before you go on though, how many how many actual movies are there? Because I I know there's quite a few, but I just didn't know how many roughly. You know, I didn't count. I would have to say at least six or seven. I mean, so was it like every like couple years they would just like you know, churn one out or just like be like, here you go, guys, here's a sequel to the first one. And then, you know, so on and so forth. Basically, basically. And each one drove that narrative farther from the original story. Okay. So if that wasn't enough, the TV show was equally as horrendous. (laughs) So I can't, I can't agree that, or sorry, I, I can't, I can't say I can't agree, but I've never seen the actual TV show. So, I mean, we're not getting to the TV show only because we're talking about the movie. No, of but, course. Um, the the TV show created a whole new like story. Okay. New characters, like it was almost if you took Resident Evil and you created a multiverse. That's what the TV show was. No, I, I just I, I can't agree. Like I don't know why the director's like, you know, well, let's just make a random universe and just like here's a yeah. TV show. But as far as the movies, like I, honestly, I think the studio really just didn't understand the source material from the games. Mm. You know, I I can definitely agree that I feel like that's probably the biggest concern with a lot of these movies is that the directors aren't, you know, talking with the actual creators of the games. Or their, you know, producers or whomever, right? And just like saying, hey, you know, how can we make this an actual good adaptation of this? But they're just like, no, you know what? We're going to take the characters, throw in a bunch of random people, and then we're going to pray to God that maybe somebody will watch the movie. Because right. I feel like that's, yeah, 
but I know we'll talk about fast paced action. That's what we yeah. need, right? Yeah, just just boom out of nowhere, and you're like, <laughs> no man, that's not how the story goes. Yeah, I mean the games were atmospheric horror. Mm. That that's what the games were, and none of the movies reflect this. Of course not. And they deliver that fast paced action because that's what people want to see. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. The film has a protagonist that doesn't even exist in the game. Interesting. So, characters are being created for the movie, which isn't new. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not new for adaptations. Right. That happens all the time. Um, but it deviated so far that, like, once the sequel started coming out, like, you really can't just change gears and turn back. You have to reboot the whole thing, which they did. So, and they changed the characters' backstories. It it almost like if we're talking about like like DC, right? The amount of times <laughs> they had to reboot a series and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm using only DC as an example, but like that's ridiculous that they had to keep you know. Oh, we're gonna stick with one. Then you're like, nah, we're gonna scrap that. We're gonna do a different one. And then create a whole nother version with a whole new set of characters and then be like, all right, cool. This is what it is. And you're just like, no, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why why are you selling crap? Because that's really what they're trying to do and just get people to look at it. You know, but I don't know. But uh, anyways, <laughs> so my first one is Super Mario Brothers back in 1993. Right? So this movie was considered one of the worst video game adaptations for the longest time. I think it was the first. It was the first. I'm pretty sure it was the first that it was it was the most unsuccessful video game adaptation movie that they ever created at the time. And the reason behind it was when you have live action, let's say animated characters, so you got, you know, Mario and Luigi and you got Peach and you got Toad, you know, you got all these other characters. You even got, you know, Bowser and, you know, his little koopas you know running around i just it it was so cheesy right and then you looked at bowser which he was horrible like his visualization of everything like how they did it it was it was absolutely terrible and like i know for a fact i'm pretty sure the movie like (laughs) did worse because of the fact that like they had a box uh, like the the budget itself was so bad You know, or just like it wasn't enough. Like if they had more technology, if they had more, you know, things going on, maybe they could have done a lot better. But I get it. Back in the 90s, you kind of had to do with what you had at that time. But, you know, I'm pretty sure the box office was (laughs) was less than the budget that they had. I think I don't know if it was like 10 million, 20 million. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it only did like a couple million if that like it was it was that bad. Um, I mean, when you look at the movie, if you want to like, if you want to take a look at it, by all means. But honestly, it's really not worth your time. Like, if we're gonna talk about, you know, a movie that I'm hoping is gonna do better. So I know we're not talking about successful, right? And I know the movie hasn't come out yet, but the new animated Super Mario Brothers that is coming out, like that looks a lot better because of the animation that they have and everything else. But like, if you're taking that versus this, yeah, no, that that '90s movie can. Go sit in a dumpster somewhere and, you know, just sit there for eternity for all I care because there's no I reason. I think the little it. mushrooms that they even ate 
were really gross looking too. Oh, see, and I can't even remember that, but I mean, like, I'm not surprised. Like, it, it was <laughs> like, hey guys, hey, you want you want some you want some shrooms? And you're like, what are you, what are you giving me? Oh, it's gonna give you powers, man. It's you know, it's gonna you know give you sh- capabilities of like shooting fireballs and everything else. And you're like, are you sure you're not high or something? Because I <laughs> I don't understand this right now. But, it was uh, pretty awful. But being the first movie, I think you have to kind of almost give it a, a sort of pass being like it's the first adaptation and honestly like the games were pixelated uh, you yeah. know so it's kind of like trying to do sonic oh here we you go. know the <laughs> the game is a cartoon it's very very hard to do that animation style right. in live action I and that's yeah. why they actually changed sonic before the movie came out because yeah. all the fans were like what is this crap? Oh, I agree. And I thought it was really funny that Disney, I'll mention this real quick, Disney, they made a new movie. It was based on Chippendale Rescue, the TV series back in the late 80s, early 90s. And they made a movie on it, and they actually brought in Ugly Sonic as a character, which I thought was hilarious. And they were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, hey, if Disney's making fun of it, then that's clearly telling you something. But anyways, you know, I agree that, you know, back in the 90s, you know, CGI really wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even everything was practical effects, then, right? You know, so and so I th- I I can agree that yes, you can give it a pass because of the time and the era of where it came out of. But it, again, it, it's still one of the easily one of the worst movies that yeah for its I time. I agree. But all right, so my second game movie mm-hmm. adaptation, Alone in the Dark. So I want to make this clear. I have no idea. Never seen the movie. Never played the games. So I'm just gonna go off of whatever you're gonna say. I didn't finish the game, but I've played the game. Okay. And I can be honest and say, one, I love horror and I love horror movies. Like, I will watch them all day. I work for a haunted house. Like, I am, I am in the horror genre. Like, 100 percent. When it comes to horror games, there's just something different that happens. I think it's only because, like, I'm playing the character in that moment, and I it's something I I just can't do it. I don't know. It's something different. But this game, it's really based on the MS DOS version, which again, atmospheric horror, not okay. like jump out and scare, which is the PlayStation Two version of this game. Okay. And I never had a PlayStation 2. Oh. See. So I had I to did. play I had to play the remake <laughs> which was on a later system. What? PS3? I think it was Xbox actually. Oh, okay. But anyways. The game basically like these creatures would just jump out of nowhere. And all you have is sometimes a pipe or a like a stick and a little tiny little flashlight. You can't see anything. These things are jumping out and they're screaming like it's awful. So my question to you is though, when they're when they're jumping out and screaming like like what is a good reference to kind of get like a picture of like how they would be screaming, I guess if you want to say like is it like a ah or is it like, you know, something else? I I don't know. Sort of banshee like. Oh. Okay. I I could especially at like, least from what I remember in the game. So I feel like if you were listening to your headphones or just like listening to that, I just I would hate 
if there was like a loud scream coming into my ear and like you would but you would hear you would hear them from farther away Hmm. so you would have that like atmospheric horror of walking around in the dark with this little flashlight and you know if you found a gun it had like two bullets in it so this little flashlight. So my, I'm curious about this little flashlight. So is it like a like a pen light? Like you're just like click. No, light? it's like a regular flashlight, but it's it doesn't light up like the whole so, road or the whole area. It's just a small little area. Uh-oh. Anyways, we're getting yeah, beyond. I, I know. I apologize. Um, the adaptation, and I'll put this disclaimer out. If you watch it from the perspective of it being a standalone movie, you might enjoy it. Okay. And and how would you describe it, I guess? How would I describe it? I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, basically a detective is has amnesia. That's basically like part of the story. And there's basically this character that's i believe a professor who's trying to open this gate from hell which is where these creatures come from that doesn't sound pleasant and the creatures thrive in darkness which is why most of the game you walk around in the dark because that's where these creatures are right hence the name alone in the dark right yeah and that's why you just have this little tiny flashlight that you have to shine on them and then they run away from the light um, but basically like you play as this detective and you're trying to find out like what's going on. And that's the whole premise of the movie. Um, in the movie, they basically, he was part of an experiment, which you find out like towards the end where they put these creatures on their spine and they make them into like these zombie people. Um, right. but Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 1%. So if that tells you something. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty bad. I mean, actually, if I'm not mistaken, Super Mario's was like probably in that same probably category, if I'm not taking a you know, wild guess. But um, So the director of this movie is also responsible for a lot of others. And they're all equally as terrible. So just... What are a couple that he's done? So the director is U Bowl. U W E B O L L. U Bowl. <laughs> okay. Yep. He also made Blood Rain. Far Cry. Okay. Alone in the Dark. And there's like he has a whole list if you if you just look him up. He has a whole list of them. Pretty terrible movies. Across the board. Okay. The last thing that I have to say about this movie, which is probably the most hilarious, the developer of the video game series itself. Yeah. Completely scrapped a game in development that was based on the movie. It was meant to be a sequel to the movie. To completely separate him, like the studio, the game studio, from the like the series from the actual movie itself, like they completely got rid of this 
movie, the game that they were developing. I mean, in my eyes, that just that says a lot. If the if the video game like developer and just was like, you know what? Now nah, we're 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 done. <laughs> we're you know, good because all of a sudden they're just like, you know what? This movie sucks. Um, we're, we're gonna scrap this idea. You know, I agree because I'm glad that they didn't do that because there has not been an Alone in the Dark game since. There's been an Alone in the Dark two that came out. Oh, you know, I. I, I know. But there has not been another Alone in the Dark game. So that's probably a good thing. They completely like. I think they just completely like. You know what? I think we're done with this game series. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think that's a good idea. I'm glad that they didn't want to pursue that. Um, so I'm going to save the one I put as my second because I know Matt and I will definitely have a debate on this one. But I'm going to use my my third one that I originally had, which was Angry Birds the movie. It came out in 2017. So if you played. The mobile game, right? It was. It came out on what was it? An all like Android and Apple and everything else, but it was developed by Ruvio, I believe, is what it was. And you know, it was so popular that you know it was ironic that it, it almost like reminds you of. It, it's like taking Flappy Bird, <laughs> and like you know, we're just gonna you know, again, like take a bird and like aim it at some pigs in a some buildings and like that was the game it was so successful right so a game you know it had angry birds then it was angry birds 2 and they have all these other mobile games that they came out with but then they're like you know what we're gonna make a movie right now i've seen the movie and like i i guess it's weird because like it does include all the like the characters that you know would be in the game itself and like any like bonus characters or whatever you see in the game but, like, it's weird because – and the reason why I guess it wasn't, like, the most successful is because, you know, you're – I guess this would be, like, one of the first ones that have been based on a mobile game, which I don't I don't know if you wanted to do that. But, like, you know, there's probably a lot of other mobile games that you could have done a movie on too. But they're like, nah, we're just going to make it about birds, you know, and basically pigs. And, you know, they're going to rival each other and this and that. So it's like – you take the game, you put it there. Of course, there's a story. Oh, sorry, story. And, uh, you know, it just, animated speaking, definitely did a good job. But, like, I think the story was lacking a lot of, like, really character building and development, really, in my opinion on it. Because it was just, you know, you have the main character who, you know, is this red bird, right? And he's, like, the main person in the, the actual mobile game. And then you have, like, you know, a yellow bird and a, you know, a big, you know, black bird, you know, and all, all these. I can't remember all the names because, again, I didn't care. It was just one of those things when I look at it. It's not, it's not one of those movies that, you know, especially, like, a lot of these kids nowadays, like, they're like, oh, my God, this is the Angry Bird movie. It's the most exciting movie ever. I'm like, like, I watched it and I was like, oh, okay, like, cool. I'm glad you made a made a movie on a, on a yeah. mobile game for God's sakes. Um, and I know, I know Matt probably hasn't seen this movie, but I actually have seen, the Oh, movie. you have seen this movie and it actually has a lot of adult humor. If you watch it. Oh, I can agree. Just like most Disney movies, but it, and I, I think that's the, the thing about nowadays is like when you start, you know, making movies that are, you know, meant for kids, you also want to make sure that the adults are like, Oh, I got what they were saying. You know, kind of like, you know, adult innuendos kind of a thing. And then, yeah. you know, it's very borderline. It's like 
very dirty, but kids don't actually pick up on it because it's not dirty. Right. And they're just thinking it's like some friendly conversation. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think that the movie was one of those ones that, you know, could it could it have never like been existed, you know, because of the game? Absolutely. I don't think, you know, the movie itself should be like definitely one of the better ones because it's it's still lacking a lot of, you know, like I said, story building and, and everything else. There wasn't like a whole lot to go off because there was no script. Right, you're you're not you're basing it off a mobile game. There's nothing to to go. Perhaps off of. if we were under twelve, yeah, maybe if our we're, story yeah, yeah. was be, would be different. No, no, no absolutely. <laughs> like the story would be completely changed at that point. But it, it's like you're looking at you know this movie, and I'm like, no, like I, I don't understand it. I know whatever. Like you said, you know, under the age of twelve, maybe they're like, oh, this is fun. They're blowing pigs up and they're you know exploding. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. It was just a stupid, silly movie that they came out with, but um. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm curious, man. What what is your last one? My last one is mo- my most depressing one. Oh boy. Because when I heard this movie was coming out, I had really high hopes. Okay. Until I knew that Mark Wahlberg was in it. Oh boy. I already know what this is going, but go ahead. And the movie's Max Payne. Oh, nope, never mind. That's not what I was thinking, but go ahead. So, I played both games on Xbox okay. back in the day. It was, I believe, one of the, Max Payne was the first game that actually had bullet time, just like the Matrix. Okay. So you it like slowed down time, and you could actually see the bullet and the you know the tail behind it, like very much the same thing. Yeah. And. When Max Payne came out, the movie already felt old. Because of how old the game... I mean, the game is almost... It's an almost updated, like, pixelated version of Mario. That's how old the game is. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So, the, the game came out so much, like, seven years after the original game. That's how long the movie came out. Okay. So the movie has our, like already feels like it should have came out years ago. Or, or roughly around when the game came out. Right. Which, yeah, it makes sense. So Mark Wahlberg obviously plays Max Payne. He so plays the title character. Younger one. Yeah, younger version. And the story doesn't quite match that source material. Which, again... Studio not understanding the material of the game that, you know, the movie that they're making. The game, like, Max narrated almost the entire game. And there was a lot of, like, self-reflection. And the story itself, like, had this really eerie, dark, like, darkness to it. Um, it was kind of, like, depressing. When you're playing it. So what was depressing about it in particular? Because I've never actually played the games before. So what was depressing about it was you were playing from the perspective of Max Payne. Okay. And the character himself, like he was a New York detective who is dealing with his wife and 
child getting killed by these assailants that came in and he was unable to basically stop them. It, it kind of almost sounds like Punisher. Like I'm not saying like like exact, but it it, it has similar like, It's it's similar there. to that. And the game is like continually replays the scenario over and over and over. So he's like in a loop. Right. Okay. So you he constantly like when he goes to sleep, he's constantly replaying this nightmare of the assailants coming in and you're in a you know in this dream state walking through the house and trying to kill these assailants and they're escaping and you you walk into your bedroom and you see your wife dead and you see your your baby dead so this is like a good portrayal of like post traumatic stress disorder in a sense like just you know going reliving the moment that's the tone of the yeah. that's the tone of the game and he's going through this the whole time like the way that you heal yourself is you eat pills. Yeah, you know, that's uh, <laughs> unfortunate, that's, but yeah. That's the, like the whole – it's eerie, it's dark, it's depressing, but it has like that graphic novel style. When you play the game, like you see, you know, the slats like you would see in a comic book. Okay. Yeah, I could, I could – see, you're making me depressed by, by listening you, to you, you talk about You see like the pop colors, like the whites, the reds, the blues – you know, you see like those really pop colors, like you would see like um, Sin City. Okay. Yep. If they did it more like that style, it at least would have appeared the right way. But okay. the story, the script, the acting. So I guess what the acting was it like? Was it cheesy? Was it like a little too dark? Was it, you know... Like... I think with what they were given, it was good with what they were given. Okay. It, it It's one of those things, like when you're given a script and you're given a particular story, you can only do as good as that. So, I guess, kind of like bringing this up, and I know we, we're going to talk about this, of course, in a future episode, but, you know, when it comes to the references... Right? Did they do a good job of like, you know, kind of bringing in some of like the video game material and like into the movie, or did they really just like go in a different direction? They did really go in a different direction. Uh, you know, as far as Max Payne, you know, they did kind of bring up a few things here and there, but watching the movie, it's not one of those things like you see it and you go, "Oh my gosh, that's in the game!" Like, it's not one of those. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of supernatural things that they've added in the movie that's not in the game. Hmm. In the in the game, there's a lot of cult things that you see. Like you go into a church and there's a lot of like, you know, Valhalla and Ragnarok things that you see, but it's more of like a cult um church kind of feel to it. It's the movie made it like as if there were real Valkyries flying around, and it was very weird and hard to follow. I am not even understanding how, you know, you have a church, <laughs> and then you bring in these, like, yeah. Valkyries and, like, different, it's basically It's very, cultures. very hard to understand. Yeah. The movie kind of changed the scenario to, they were almost trying to do this, like, super soldier hmm. type serum, and it basically just made people crazy 
And one of the soldiers basically thought he was kind of this, like, god who was creating Valkyries and he was killing people. This sounds like a, so many different movie plots. Just, like, <laughs> added into this one movie. Like, this – I don't know why, but it, like, reminds me It was me of... not good. It, no, it was not good at all. I, I can agree. I just I just feel like it was, like, you take Captain America's, you know, super soldier serum and you take, like uh, – I can't even remember any of the other movies I'm trying to think of, but like all these other ones really. And just like, you know what? We're just going to make this awesome idea. And you're like, where's this movie going? Like, what is the point of this? Like, did you actually look at the game and, (laughs) and see what was in it? Or do you? Are you just making this up as you go? I feel like what they did was they just looked at the the cover. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? We're just gonna like throw so many ideas at this, and like we're gonna see if how many people are gonna get so confused, or like if they're actually gonna follow like how the movie was supposed to be done. I don't oh, know. you mean like Hitman? Yeah, like Hitman. Like this guy kind of looks like him. Who cares about the story? He kills people. He kills people. <laughs> hey, oh, those Valkyries flying. Yeah, no, it's okay. We're just gonna throw in random cultures and who and cares? Things. Who cares? Who cares? Um, so here we go. Here's here's our big debate. Here we go. Because uh, Matt and I definitely disagreed on this one, but I will explain mine, and he can explain his, and you know, and hopefully we'll mutually respect each other. But I doubt I, it. I, yeah, I feel like our friendship's gonna be over at that point. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna add. Kind of like a, kind of like multiple movies. It's it's gonna sound weird, but it'll make sense in a second. So, so I chose as really this last one is Mortal Kombat, the the live '90s action movie. So there was you know Mortal Kombat, and then there was Annihilation that came right out. So it was '95 and '97. But I'm also gonna bring in Dead or Alive into the mix of this because Mortal Kombat, as we all know, if I would hope most of you would know. It was definitely one of the most popular fighting game series of its of, of almost all time. Like, I mean, they've rebooted it. They've made side, you know, games with it. They've done all kinds of different things with it. But, you know, when I watched, you know, the the first one and then the the sequel, okay. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. How old were you when you watched that? Okay. First one? You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm. No, we're not. We're. You know, no, we're not bringing age into this conversation. <laughs> Fine. You what you really want to know? Do you really want at to know? least the year that you watched it? Okay, it was probably when I was a teenager. Okay, so you know what? I, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't you know see it when I was you know two years old because basically that's when it came out. Okay, or four years old when the second one. Yeah, if, if you must know. Okay, but okay. okay. Anyways, I have a different perspective than you, but I get it, right? So, you know, watching these movies as I grew up, you know, I. You know, I started playing some of the, uh, the the newer Mortal Kombat. So I think one was the, I think it was like Shaolin Monks. I think it was like mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. Yeah. That was like one of the first games my brother and I used to play. And, you know, that's how it kind of got me into the, the series. And I started playing it and I was like, oh, okay. And of course, Mortal Kombat, when they rebooted, um, it was nice to see, you know, how they, they redid everything and everything else. But anyways... You know, watching the movies, of course, I'm going to have a different perspective than you are, right? So, when I watched it, they did a good job with the characters, for the most part. Like, the the main characters, right? So, the ones that I felt were not quite accurate, right, would be 
Goro, right? This this big dude. He's got four four arms. You know, he's got like a ponytail. He's, it almost looks like a like a giant ogre looking creature. I don't know how to describe him, but he's he's a weird looking dude. Okay, and back then, again, when we were talking about CGI, like they it was it was almost like claymation. Like it was how he was moving and throwing things and. It, to me, it looked bad. Like it was just one of those movies that I just I couldn't I couldn't watch it because it just didn't seem realistic, you know. But the 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 other one, like in Annihilation, right? You're watching it, and you know you see Scorpion, you'll see Sub Zero, you'll see all these other characters, and they're yeah they they do reference you know some of the the actual you know references in the game and like how they looked and everything else, but. When you start looking at the characters, that like the development, um, I just, for me, it was really hard to follow at first when I was watching it, right? And again, I know that when we're both growing up in two different, you know, eras, you might have thought this was the coolest movie of all time, right? Or at least, at least a good one enough to to watch it over and over again, right? So for me, I'm like, I watch it, and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I can, I don't have to look at it, right? But when it comes to the, you know, the overall, I think there were some things that were great, and there was definitely some things that I'm just like, nah. Like I know that it, there's a reason why this movie didn't really do so well, because of some of the, you know, the characters and some of the, you know, story development and everything else. But all right, I'm curious, Matt, because I know you've been looking at I, me. So I do almost agree with some, but I mostly disagree. It's fine. So go ahead, tell me. I mean, in '95. All right, I on. was Matt, Matt. How old were you back then? Since I already said my age. Well, I can say that I was <laughs> a teenager, probably either a freshman or a sophomore in high school. Okay, so there you go. So when this movie came out, one, it's the very first version of Mortal Kombat that we would have seen at the time, right? Right. So it's really one of those things, like you. Play the games. And Mortal Kombat has been, since, you know, 94, has been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. So, you see these characters like Sub-Zero and Scorpion and Johnny Cage and Sonya. You see them all on the big screen. And, yeah, does Goro look cheesy? Yeah. He really does. No, yeah. And there's there's no way around it. Um you put a guy in a suit practical effects sometimes are going to look cheesy especially in 94 well hold on so just so i'm clear though like super mario okay with with bowser it almost like they took the same idea and just made it for goro like that's how almost identical in some ways garrett you know granted the characters are totally different and you know what their portrayal was going to be in those times but you know, looking at Goro, I, I I really only bring him up because he's honestly one of the biggest, in my opinion, why he, it just it looks so cheesy. Because I agree that even some of the some of the characters were definitely good, like you know Sonya Blade, Johnny Cage, Sub Zero, um, Jax, you know, or sorry, Jackson Briggs. You know, looking at all these characters, like they did a good job. You know, they did a good job, but I feel like the acting in some ways too was also. It was kind of cheesy, 
Like it, it just but wasn't. That's what acting it. was in the nineties. I know, I know it was, <laughs> but it, it but, but there's a reason why it didn't like. It might have been a cult classic, you know. That I feel like back then, but like even it's still a cult classic. Well, John. okay, well, so and let me tell you, the Mortal Kombat theme from that movie is still one of the best themes. And not only is that like still one of the best Mortal Kombat themes out there, that soundtrack is for me like to this day is still like one of the best soundtracks I've ever o- actually owned on CD. Okay. Not on A track. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right, so, here we go. I'm folks. only kidding. Here I'm we go, kidding. folks. So, no, I'm only I can Okay, you know what? I I will agree with you on that. I will agree that the theme like the theme song and the, the soundtrack itself, absolutely. They did an amazing job, okay? But, like I just said, you and I are going to disagree on this all day, every day. I just don't feel like it, it met its expectations. Now, granted, I understand in the 90s, again, and this is where <laughs> at some point we'll be talking about it, like the newer Mortal Kombat, there was a lot better visual effects because they had that technology, which I can agree that you can you can say you know you're gonna give it a pass or you're gonna do whatever with it, but for what it was, if we were just looking at it as a whole, and and just in my opinion, okay, I just I just don't see it being like the best, you know, because it it just it if there were certain things that could have changed, maybe I could see it being like one of the greatest, you know, but unfortunately, given the time frame, given what they had for technology and what they you know, we're developing. I also just felt like the story in some ways wasn't like they did follow the video game a little bit, but if they, they definitely did in some ways go in a different direction with other people. Right. And like introducing the characters and, and how they did all that. I understand in the first game or sorry, not the first game, the first movie, they were basing it off of Shang Tsung. Right. And they were basing it off, right. of, you know, how he would collect souls and he's trying to, you know, make which him... they did change because they made him younger. Right, and in the first Mortal Kombat, he, he was, was older. an older, yeah, older version. Yeah, correct, and that that would make sense. Well, it would make sense for the game, but not so much the movie because right. right, if they're gonna follow it, then they should have made him young or older, not younger. Where I will admit, I think it's in the second one in uh, Annihilation that Shao Kahn takes off his mask. If I'm not mistaken, like literally, you just see him, and you're just like, he's not—he should have never taken off his mask. I can agree, though. Annihilation was—it's still a cult classic because it's the second Mortal Kombat movie, but it wasn't equally as good as the first. But it's slightly less terrible. I mean, it's—it's it's more terrible than the first one is. Right, and so because it really had nothing to do with the tournament. Right, the character, to, like the characters in the. In the movie, we're still good. Yeah, I, I, I story. Just, no, no, I, I agree. The story was just terrible. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring in Dead or Alive into this conversation. So I can tell you, for a fact, that Dead or Alive is just it. It is one of the probably one of the stupidest games I've ever played because and I, I'll say this because they came, they came out with so far six. They've came out with six Dead or Alives. Okay, and what it's basically, it's it's like if you take Mortal Kombat and you take, I would say, Tekken, and you even just take random hot women, because that's really what the game was based off of. And bikinis. And bikinis, mostly. Um, and you just take that game, 
and then you like that's the whole reason like for the games wise like you only play it because you're you're playing as this like super hot chick like or super hot woman i should say right and when i watched the movie right it, it is a tournament like they go to and they're like okay they're gonna win prize money you know and they're gonna you know kind of do the same concept as like i would say like tekken or a little bit but like you know mortal Kombat. yeah no you're you're fighting creatures that are you know sometimes massive or you know from other realms and everything else and you're trying to defend earth realm right this was not anything to do with that but i will say the movie was very cheesy and this came out in 2000 i think six if i'm not mistaken and i watched it recently and i was like this movie has no plot like i mean everyone has like their own reasons for coming but like yeah at the end of the day it's like you're it's kind of like when you're looking at Mortal Kombat, like you're trying to defeat Shao Kahn, right? So in this case, you're trying to uh, get rid of this like main villain in the movie, which I can't even remember his name because to me it wasn't even important enough because literally it was stupid. Like the whole movie was just cheesy. It was I'm not a lot surprised of surprised at all. Well, it was just action. Like all of it was is action. It was so cheesy and almost like it could have been like those like old Japanese films where they're like, "Hey, konnichiwa," you know, and like. You know, they're moving their lips, but you don't actually see them doing it. So, I don't know. It could have been, like, that stupid. Right. But anyways, I, I will just say I agree with you with certain things. I may not agree with everything. And I know you probably think the same way. Yeah. but And I think to kind of wrap this whole thing up, you look at the list of video game adaptations. The whole list. Not just the ones that we've talked about, yeah. you know, during the show. You look at the whole list. There really isn't one on that list that is a hundred percent successful. No, I mean, and I could agree. I, I could argue about one. Okay, and we'll talk about one? it the next episode. Okay, but fair there isn't one that is at least one hundred percent successful. Like the studios are just, I think, so disconnected from what the game story characters plot like what the game source material is about to we're going to make a movie on this game but we have to create something new and then they right. just go and create a whole new story like oh we, well we need this character to do this but that now doesn't make sense so we have to change that character's backstory and then well now the whole story doesn't make sense so now we have, <laughs> and that's like the whole yeah. thing and now we're like they get so disillusioned or, you know, maybe the budget's like you're trying to make a really, you know, huge game like resident evil. And you either have a really huge budget or you have a really small budget. Right. And you waste it on resources that you don't need and you don't tell a really cohesive story, but you waste it on, High action, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, Woohoo. No, and I, I agree that I feel like the directors don't really do a good job in actually following the video game source and like actually talking with the creators, right? Because that is why a lot of these movies really weren't as successful because they would take a whole new creative approach and then you're like, Well, wait a minute, I've played the game and now I'm watching the movie and then you're like what is this even movie about? Like, are we just like hanging out with two, you know, let's say plumbers, right? And you're just hanging out with like this random princess, like, you know, and yeah. gets captured by this like weird, you know, turtle looking thing. And just, you know, 
like granted, yeah, Super Mario Brothers, like you could, you know, base it off the games all pixelated, but like to make it into a movie, you know, just like even Resident Evil or Max Payne or anything like that, you I feel like you definitely need to have those references, or at least as close as you can get without changing the story. And that's why this list, you know, looking at it, it's it's sad. Like, you know, and if they it's just would have done it. If you, if they just would have listened and if they just would have said, hey, you know what, this is where we're going and just, you know, kept with the story and the script, the movies would have done probably a lot better than <laughs> why they you yeah. know, were on this list to begin with. And I do understand, you know, when you do adapt a, a video game to a movie, you do have to make certain changes because yeah. when we're playing a game, you're following a character from – the right, whole the game from start to finish. You can't just do a movie that's like 36, 48 hours long. No, oh, right? yeah. So you do have to make certain changes, but every game has a plot. So when you're doing a movie, you can just adapt the plot to that movie. Like you don't have to make changes, right? Like you yeah. don't have to take, okay, well, here's Resident Evil, here's Leon. Yeah, I don't like his backstory. Let's add this to it. No, no, no that's not his backstory. Then you right. just created a new character. You just created a new Leon. Right. This this Leon isn't Resident Evil that we've played back in the day. Right. Nah, and, and I agree. I just you know when you look at the characters, they definitely don't need to change the whole aspect because, like you said, you know the story itself is not going to make any sense. It's going to get confusing. It's just it's going to be a giant fiery ball mess right but you know matt i think this uh this concludes it what do you think i think we've talked about everything that we're gonna talk about so yeah well so i'm just gonna say this guys you know thanks for tuning in thanks for listening to us again you can check us out on spotify again apple Podcasts, google podcast as well as amazon prime music and just, again, we're looking forward to hearing from you guys at some point. Yeah, be sure to check out our Facebook page. You can find us by just searching our podcast name, Geeks of the Multiverse. Uh, you can follow us. You can send us a message. We actually want you guys to chat with us, make comments, uh, interact with us throughout the week. Um, one more thing before we go, I am calling all of you out that are listening to us right now because I want to challenge you guys to share out this podcast to everybody or anybody that you know. Our whole mission with this podcast is to unite all geeks. So we can't do this alone. We need all of you guys to help us out on that. So please like and share as many times as you need to. And we will be eternally grateful. And actually, I do want to mention one last thing uh, before we get going. When it comes down to our episodes and whatnot, we're trying to be more consistent. We apologize. Unfortunately, you know, things happened, right? I'm not going to go into it, but we, we couldn't do it last weekend. So we're trying to at least catch up. So again, stay tuned. We'll give you some more content later on. And stay geeky. Stay geeky.